Hello, and welcome back to Weekend Movie Bros, where I am Jacob, and our co-host is here with me. We're in my house. I'm Ray. Yes. And Zachary, what are we going to try to do when we talk? I don't know. We're going to... No, no, no. No, no, no. You're going to try to look at me over here, and I'm going to try to look at you over here. That way we're always staring at the camera. Gotcha. And you can see me, so like it should be fine. Gotcha. This is a very what? important conversation. Okay. What? Just stare ahead. Okay. <laughs> know this. I gotcha. There's no point. Okay. All right. Good. We have a few stories to talk about today. A few? Yeah, there's a few. One, two, three, four, five. Five stories. Also, if the quality's a little bit um, down, uh, yeah, it is actually. That's That's true. Yeah, that's not that's not a lie. But I, of course, Jacob. This is Weekend Movie Bros, where we have a podcast. We do some reactions. Sometimes my brother reviews things if he remembers to send them to me. Which I did send him something that he still hasn't put up on the channel. No, never got the email. So, yeah, Spend a lot of time on that review too. Well, sometimes I think you're lying. People well, no, make you feel bad. No, I send it to you. Well, I don't. We can check my email. Afterwards. No, we checked it. I don't know what happened. You could resend it. In other words, Clone Wars was good. Yeah, moving on. It is a little past due. A little bit. Yeah. So, um, I I guess we're going to continue on what we talked about last week, which was this damn show can't shut up news, which is the Batwoman show. Apparently, there was a new update I didn't know about. Uh See, you caught yourself there because very hell oh, that's creepy. <laughs> so the news came out. So um, basically, what, what we have learned in this whole entire exploration for Bowser is that DC doesn't know what they're doing. No, that was learned like seven movies ago. Basically, what we're you could excuse yourself. I'm so violent. <laughs> It brightens up the mood, though, doesn't it? I can't say it does. <laughs> Maybe turns a little more sour. So, basically, what we have learned is that the people over at um, CW, who run run the Arrowverse, don't really know how not to leave things to the public. Um, I don't believe any of the stuff that we've learned about Batwoman was supposed to be learned about Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the newest one is... Kate Kane. Now, we've talked about her a lot. Is that right? Yes, Kate. Okay. Um, we talked about her a lot here on the channel, um, especially here over the past few weeks. But um, we've been speculating what they're going to do with her. Mm. Um, are they going to bring her in and do something? Well, we have finally got our confirmation. What is going to happen in the premiere episode? Now, the rumor is at hand that she is going to die off camera in between seasons. That the relationship with Ruby Rose was that bad that they didn't even want to bring her back for a death scene. And that, my friend, is the Batwoman updates for the week. Okay, and so I guess I get to go into my little whatchamacallit or whatever. Now, currently, you are going through the Arrowverse. <laughs> Coughing fit. 
and you're also currently going through Erebus, which you are really liking because we keep talking about it. Um, <coughs> the the whole reason you started watching the Erebus again because you and I watched the first episode of Batwoman. Yep. So, let me ask you a question now. With all this going on, are you going to watch your season now at all? <coughs> well, yes, all the side characters and stuff are <coughs> being brought over. My gosh, John, you need to get a water. Could you continue the conversation? Yes. <laughs> um, but now, see, where he says they're going to bring over all the side characters, I know they are, but they're not going to be what we have been watching them as for the past. 23-odd episodes. Oh, my God. You can see my fast stomach. I'm sorry. We're not going to upload this as a video. Anyway. Um, the ending of Batwoman now literally makes no sense going forward for season two. It... Oh. So the villain has been announced. Yeah, because I'm not going to go with the overarching villain they've had in the first season because what's the point? Yeah, no, she's gone. Yeah, my point. Um, if you are a Batwoman fan, that actually feels pretty good. Um, if you are a Batman, Batwoman fan, much like I am, the frustration's hard. I feel like DC wins one and loses one at the same time. They won with the Snyder Cut, but they're losing over on the Arrowverse side. So I don't know what they're going to do. Personally, I think they should just scrap the entire Batwoman thing to begin with. I feel like they should move forward, move on to a different character, and just call well, it Batwoman. No, I, I literally mean move on from the Batwoman character. Like, give. Not do that exactly. I know they're not, but it's what me. It's what I think they should do because at this point, they're going to lose their entire fan base due to them scrapping a fantastic idea at the end of this season. To not even go with anymore because now when Bruce Wayne inevitably shows up in the show, it's not going to be for reasons for Batwoman. It's going to be just because they want to bring in Bruce Wayne to the Arrowverse. We don't know that you are judging something before you have seen it, and we have talked about this time and time again. They've already announced a new villain, which means Alice is probably gone. Yeah, but why would you do Alice, Zachary? Because you set her up the entire season. Doesn't matter, Zachary. Her aunt, her. You can't have a great antagonist if the great, well, if the okay protagonist is not there. So then what's the point? In the okay antagonist. So then what's the point of the season two? Don't even call it season two. Zachary, it's going to be called season two because we're following the same exact story. We're just changing some tiny little plot details. Tiny little plot details. So let's move on. Why don't we? Because, you know. Warner Brothers is still going. I personally just don't feel like I want to get into an argument with you in your house. Over Batwoman, a TV show I have not even seen. <laughs> and that's my opinion on that. You so, want to keep updated with it? Hey, we are going to keep updated with it as more and more leaks are coming. So, we are going to move on to Tent and Marvel 1984. But first, let's talk about every movie that decided to jump ship from this Corona scene. That was a bad joke. I tried. I know you did. Oh, I shouldn't with beer. So he brought. No, I, I got. I want to talk. I got the news article. I know it. I did, then you can talk, okay? Okay. So he's the one who introduced me to this, but I'm going to steal it. No. I'm glad we all understood that. No. So Deadline posted an article 
um, at 4.59 today. And oh my God, it starts with it just won't stop. And honestly, mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Yeah. So Warner Brothers in the wake of moving Tenet to July 17th to July 31st. So now it just moved up a week. But they also cleared August by moving Wonder Woman from August 14th to October, which is done. Oh, it's October 2nd, by the way, which was the, uh, which was, what was there before? That was a good date. Who had that date? I don't know. Somebody had that. It was a good date. I couldn't remember. But um, instead, um, and it's probably to move tenant. So a tenant needs to move in August. They can move it into anywhere in August without having any like running into any other Warner Brother pressures. Pretty good idea. Well, guys, well, <laughs> let's just talk about some other bigger news. Yes, we thought this no. was the big news. This was small kind of news. Tenet comes out a week later. Boo-hoo, we can wait. Wonder Woman 1984 moves again. I guess we're still just going to keep waiting. Yeah. But now we are here to talk about Matrix 4. And Godzilla versus Kong. Matrix 4 has moved from May 21st, 2021. Yes, that was the date. To the April, April 1st, 2022. I do want to mention, though, that there is no mention whatsoever of John Wick 4. So it still has its May release date for next year, which does make me wonder if Keanu's going to go ahead and shoot that first oh, I'm and then go back. Now. Yeah, um, I would wonder how they would shoot that, but you know, it's fine. Uh, they can do an entirely interior film for John Wick Chapter 4 and it would make sense. And then it kind of would, though. Like, I kind of agree. I would love to see him do, like, a, like a Home Alone-style Predator House film where he's trying to get all these people inside a house and stylistically kill them. I think it'd be cool. Uh, maybe for like a short. No, I could totally see it being like a, a ten, like a like a ten minute short. John Wick Chapter Four, Homebound. Yep, let's try not to title these things. So, um, I do want to mention this is just the week after Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness comes out, and so it only has one week before Matrix comes out the next week. So, yes, guys, twenty twenty two is becoming crowded. Twenty twenty two is coming to new twenty twenty. Hey. It's not even a joke about that. That's true. No, we're not. Okay. That's two years from now. Yes. Just don't joke. Great. We, oh, God. It's true, though. Kind of mm. true. Mm. All right. Also, Godzilla vs. Kong, which I'm not really sure why it moved. Oh, I know why. Um, It supposedly moved for November 20th this year, and so we'll take over the Matrix Force original date, and we'll go up against Sean Luke Chapter 4 for May 21st. Um, Lionsgate currently has Spiral. It's saw reboot on that date as well. There is rumors though that that Sp Spiral will probably end up moving. Yeah. Um, Roberts' Mexis features The Witches is unset in 2021, for the time being no longer on the October 9th date, um, which we have talked about them thinking about moving. And The Death of the Nile, Aaron's work. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh's Death of the Nile has also moved. And then also Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of Chicago 7 has moved. Warner Bros. Cartoon Actor I've read Tom and Jerry moves to March 5th, 2021. Um, where it was originally uh, Ghostbusters' original date. And also, see here, a Sylvester Stallone movie moved. Which no one really. Yeah, that's why. 
And also, Warner Brothers took off a whole movie. So, also, we would add in the whole Disney stuff going on right now, too. Um, uh, the one the one called Ivan is now going to Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And they also moved some of their non-ancillary Fox films around and gave them new release dates as well. But um, I think the big one here, and you don't understand why they moved it, I think it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong, if it was stated in November, would have gone against No Time to Die, Black Widow, and uh, what was the other one that came out in November? That's it. That's it. Even even though those are two kind of smaller movies in a way, budgeted-wise, I think they're smaller than God versus, Godzilla vs. Kong. CGI-wise, you know what I mean. We'll find out. Anyway, I don't think Godzilla vs. Kong still would have stood a chance against both of those. Uh, those are both highly anticipated spy thrillers, and November's always a good time for those. And I think that Godzilla vs. Kong will end up stronger in May than November. I think Godzilla vs. Kong is a really good summer film, not a good ending of, ending of the year movie. And plus, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, didn't do very well for Warner Brothers last year. So I think it only makes sense for them to... This also gives them time to work on the movie because we've heard that earlier drafts of this film weren't very good, hence why they're going back and reworking on some of this stuff. But uh, test screenings were amazing and everybody absolutely loved it. No, they had more time to make it better. Um, personally, I'm glad they moved it. Uh, at this point, I'm happy with where we get this year now. I mean... I'm happy to see Tenet, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, whatever, when they come out eventually. Uh, the other thing we talked about last week, I think is getting more of an update, is that one. Uh, move on. It is no longer going to hit the July 27th release date. 24th? 24th release date. It is still possible. It is possible. Possible, yes. It is possible. Will it, though? Who Probably knows? not. There is a chance that... Um depending on how fast New York opens and stuff that they could have their theaters have been running, which will depend on if they actually do open or not. With everything going on now and with, with, with both situations going on right now, I can see August officially being the month that movie theaters open again, which means tenant will still open theaters, but I think this will finally put the nail in the coffin on Mulan and Mulan will go to Disney plus or Mulan will move to August. No, I, they, there's, there's a difference between Black Widow and Mulan. Black Widow, they, it's a guaranteed money grab. They know they can do it. Mulan, without the Chinese box office, is going to flop over here in the U.S., and they know that. Yeah, but just like we're opening up, the Chinese box office is also opening up. Actually, they're opening up a lot a lot quicker than we are over here stateside. Well, then China could get Mulan. We won't get it until next year. No, probably. no, they would move it to August. If they, which I have a feeling more than likely, though. They'll probably put it on um, PVOD and then move it over to Disney Plus. So we're so we're, so we're still in agreement, so it's not going to get a theater theatrical. I don't run. think it would get a, a re theatrical run, but there is still a chance. We're still we're still out. July is not here yet. We're not sure. Every day is an update. Every day is changing, and so we won't really know until we get there. So I'm still going to be optimistic for its release. I believe that Disney did not move its release date because they're not entirely sure. Um, Bob Iger has said how he was really, really happy that Warner Brothers was the first person outside the gate to figure out how well movies were going to do. 
box office wise if it was going to be a dud or not. And now it's Mulan, and I don't really know if they want to take the chance of Mulan being a box office dud. Not because the movie's bad, which it could be. We generally don't, don't know. know. People do know. People have seen the movie, which is crazy to think about. There are people out there who have to keep what they know, not saying it, which is crazy. It's crazy. But um, it could just simply be because people are too scared to go to the movies yet. And also, there's a lot of regulations that are getting put on the movie theaters to make them even better. There has been a poll. Most people, 40% of people, have said that they will go back. But it's only 40% of people. That seems like a high number. But it's not. But it's really not. Even at 30% capacity, that's still 10%. You know, we want a higher number. We want half that. You know, we want, we want to triple that, you know. And honestly, to be truthfully, to, to be truthfully honest, uh, neither Mulan or Tenet, I think, can save the movie-going season to start. I really don't. Neither of them. I think Chris Nolan might. Tenet hasn't. Even with, even with the two trailers they've put out for Tenet, I still don't know what's going on. And sometimes it's a good thing. But at this point, I really think it's. I think with a third trailer, now we're going to probably end up getting probably one, a third, probably for it. I think it'd be best for Nolan's um, promotional group to kind of give the audience an idea. That way they know what they're going into with the film. Not like give us everything beat by beat, but give us like a little a little hint of it. You want you want people to come in and go, okay, so now I know I want to watch. I think a lot of people are going to like just the fact of being back in the movies. I don't think they're going to care. Which one would you rather go see in theaters if you got the chance? And don't Tenet. say I, Tenet. Uh, for me, it's Tenet. 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 I do want to mention though that Tenet technically isn't, and also Mulan won't be the first movie back. Um, they are going to be releasing Inception on Tenet's release date. It's awesome. There is a uh, there is a slight rumor going around Hollywood right now that Tenet actually is a backdoor sequel. Oh, I'm full in believing on that now. To Inception, and so this would be a great promotional. Thing. There is going to be extra scenes and stuff. The movie is going to be extended. It's for its 10-year anniversary, so it's a big deal. So they're going to pull uh, out some stuff. I, I'm fully on this whole Tenet Inception together kind of thing because it matches up really, really well. And if there's a fucking cameo from Leonardo DiCaprio, which he never does, that's going to get people in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I think it needs a, it needs a moment. It needs a moment. A talk about moment. I don't think it has one yet. I think... Uh, you know what film no one's talked about at all that has, we haven't heard anything about for movie-wise? It's Spongebob. Oh, Spongebob is in August. It will premiere in August. No, I thought it was, no, I thought it was July. No, they moved it to August. It's the first weekend of August. Man, if we don't hit August, do you think Nickelodeon is going to put straight on Nickelodeon and just say, here's a new Spongebob special and call it a special instead of a movie? Oh, we could possibly talk about that. Nickelodeon. Speaking of Nickelodeon, um, well, side segment, it is Pride Month at this month, if you guys did not know. Pride Month celebrates the LGBTQ community. Um, my friend is happily gay and proud of it. A lot of you guys know my flag behind in like every podcast. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to, to shield you. Mm-hmm. Um, Nickelodeon decided to post some stills of their gay characters. Nickelodeon has three gay characters, and they officially announced one as such. They have Kara. They have an uh, they have another man who I don't know because I don't watch all Nickelodeon cartoons. He is a um, supposedly a, a pansexual character that they have. And yeah, who's Kara? Oh, Kara. Um, is that her name? You mean Cora? Cora. 
Oh, I was like, who the hell is Cora? Cora. Cora. Okay. That that I, that one I knew. That one's And the newest one is SpongeBob, which which has been totally part of the lore for a very long time. They just have never truly admitted it. There's a lot of different things to it. Um, I really like the fan theory since there isn't a label on any of these characters. Um, as it is, like I said, Nickelodeon. They're just going to say if these characters are part of the community. SpongeBob has been rumored to be a part of the community since like I was a child. I mean, it's it's been a long time rumor going around. And um, people are saying that he's probably asexual, which would make... A lot of sense. Well, yeah, he's a spoon. I know, um, but also people do like the fact that maybe that's why he's a, maybe that's why he likes Squidward so much. I mean, there's a few other like you know segues and stuff that maybe there's more of attraction there than we have been thinking about. Dude, what if SpongeBob gets into that shit? And I was trying not to make this weird. Exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm being serious. What if Nickelodeon decided to go in on, on it and see what happened? I'm very curious to see it as well. Um, I don't believe it will happen, but then well, again, who knows? I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Legend of Korra dives deep into it a lot in the yeah, but show. It also ended on it. Yeah, but still. That's part of the reason why they end up not renewing it. Still a great show. But that was in 2014. This is several years later. Lots changed. Lots have changed. So who knows? It's very possible. I don't believe so. I think this was a very big step forward, though. And I think it's something kind of cool. You know, it made a lot of headlines and stuff, obviously. SpongeBob. You know what? Oh, we, 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 we can still talk about Nickelodeon a little bit. Leave poor Chase alone. That's all. Okay. We're just going to move on. So we're going to go with Miles back. And better than kind of ever. Okay, so this past week on what's today? Sunday. Sunday. Uh, not yesterday. Friday. Friday. PlayStation had their PS5 game reveals. Well, PS5 reveal. It was a fantastic two-hour show of nothing but goodness left and right from. Oh, he's having trouble with the lid. With all these great companies, but they pulled the shock and it got me to buy their freaking system. So good job, Sony. You got my money. Literally three weeks ago when I was here, he was like, I'm never buying that. It's a piece of shit. No, I didn't say that. I said, extreme. I, I said it would irritate God of War or Spider-Man to get me to buy the PS5. And what did they fucking do? They started their show off with Spider-Man. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you got me. And it's a Miles Morales game. Now, if you've played the game... You know that they set up the Miles story very, very, very well. I have theories. People don't like my theories because they wonder what Spider-Man 2 would be like if my theories were correct. I think it would just move on, just be Spider-Man 2 with Miles, but that's just me. I think Peter is dead. No, they have come out and said that Peter is alive. I want my theory. I'm just saying your theory is wrong. They have officially come out and said that the next Spider-Man game will be a Toby Maguire. when I see it. I don't know. You don't have to get it for me now. Anyway, we have, have Spider-Man Miles Morales coming out in the holiday 2020. I think that was the biggest part about the reveal is that it comes out at the end of the year. I, I with, agree. It's a launch game for the system, which, man, they just got my money so fast. They got like 550 bucks out of me. Good. Um, but we're also getting Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in 2022. Now... If you are an MCU follower, like I am, and like most of the world is, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Uncle Aaron, played by, oh, what's his name, from uh, Solo, he plays Lando, 
What's his name, Jake? Do you have? Do you, can you help me here? Donald Glover. Donald Glover has been has been now has been confirmed to be is confirmed to be Uncle Aaron, uh, the Prowler from the Spider-Man comics, and we and they mentioned his cousin, I mean his nephew, in in the movie. Now I think that in Spider-Man Three, we are going to be introduced to a young Miles Morales in Spider-Man Three, because as we now know, the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange is going to open up a whole new can of worms with the MCU. And I think the way they're going to get rid of our Peter Parker within the MCU is that he's going to dimensionally rift from one universe to the other. Like he's going to be leaving our universe and going to Sony's universe. That means the MCU still needs a Spider-Man. Now here's the best thing about Miles Morales and Spider-Man being within the MCU. There is nothing Sony wise holding him there. If, if they canonically advised him in the MCU with Uncle Aaron being part of the MCU, then he's part of the MCU and they Peter can be separate. So if this goes well and Miles goes well with the audiences in Spider-Man 3, which I think he might be in there, then there's a good chance that Miles might get his own film down the road. And I think with him having his own standalone game, we have In the Spider-Verse 2 coming out in 2022. 2025, I think, be a good shot of Spider-Man 4 happening with Miles. It's really cool seeing Miles get all this love. It's crazy that within a 10-year gap, he's come in, taken the place of Spider-Man, become the most well-known Spider-Man of the other ones. Now, I do agree with people. I feel like he's now really well registered that he should change his name of Spider-Man to something else because, you know, I love in the movie, in the Spider-Verse, she's like, Anyone can be Spider-Man. That's very true. But everybody else has a different name. I think Miles should be able to change his name as well. For all I know, just call him Miles. You know, I like I like the fact I would be, you know, he's really he's a really open character. And you learn that more in the comics and the books and in the movie. I I don't know. I I'm really happy to see more Miles stuff. And the game looks incredible. It's a standalone game leading into two. I'm just I'm really, really excited. So explain why you say it's kind of here. What? Sorry. You okay? Yeah, you just kept talking. I just did. Mm. So what, what am I doing? Could you explain it again? Why are you saying he's better than kinda ever? Oh, well, yeah. here's the thing. All right, we're just gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse is like one of the best animated movies of all time. Like it's in the top ten best animated movies. Of top all time. two. Nope, sorry. Top 10 best animated movies of all time. Okay? That is the best Miles. So, better than kinda ever. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You're saying that Miles can't be good in live action form? No, I, I never said that, Zach. So, what are you saying? I'm saying we have Miles back and better than kinda ever. I'm still not following. We had the best miles so far. So it's kind of like I'm not solely sold. I didn't really like him in the cutscenes that I saw. I wasn't too impressed with what they did with him in the in PS4 Spider-Man. I'm very intrigued. I watch all the cutscenes. I will not play this game. But I'm very intrigued. I'm just being honest. <laughs> very intrigued. By what they're going to do with him, and I'm very, very excited to see what the MCU would do with him. If you want to know why he won't play the PS5 Spider-Man game, then go watch some of our commentary back from Spider-Man PS4 back in the day. It was funny. 
He's pointing at me, but he was the only controller. Oh, no. It's called a backseat gamer, guys. We all want to shoot them, and my brother is a big one. So, yeah. Alrighty. All DC, mo DC movies getting taken down except... Some very weird few. So the ones that are getting kept on there, we'll go over those because there's, there's a viewer list and there is... Leaving. Leaving. So um, Aquaman is staying... Um, Which is good. They also uh, Shazam. Shazam is saying amazing. Joker is saying we've said enough about that one. Um, and then Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Oh, Green Lantern and Supergirl are all saying. Okay. Everyone Two of those are really good. Actually, no, I take that back. Three of those are really good. But they're keeping two of the shittiest ones? Well, once again, this is all based on contracts and stuff. I do agree with a lot of people who said that they probably said, hey, we'll pay you this amount of money to make sure that the DCE movies are on the streaming service for the first month, and then they have to go back to their original contracts, and then they'll come back when the contracts are left up. Where's Justice League gonna go? I don't actually know what streaming service had it before this, but whatever had it Who before. had Batman versus Superman? I don't know, Zachary. Somebody did, though. But they're Warner Brothers. That doesn't matter, Zach. I know it doesn't matter. I'm allowed to be... It's, it's allowed to be weird. And their whole system of how they're going to work with this is weird. Mm -hmm. So they're cycling films out every month. Every month we're going to be getting new DC movies for a month. Not, a, not, not an indefinite time. A month. And they're only doing this with DC films. And well, I mean, movies will cycle out and in other Yes, go. but we have time to enjoy them before they go. A month's not a long time. I know of streaming services that don't wait a month to get rid of things and then bring them back in. You know, we, 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 get, we get like upwards of maybe a year and a half with certain movies. And I'm not going to lie to you. It sucks that I don't get that much more, as much more time with 89 Batman. I've only got to watch it twice, and you know there are certain people I want to hang out with that can't come over at certain times, and I won't be able to watch it with them again. I think it's dumb. The only reason they're cycling stuff out is because of the whole HBO part of their thing, which is where they have to cycle out films that are not currently part of HBO, and that's where that hinders them a lot. Zachary, I can tell you every streaming service cycles out movies and TV shows. Netflix does it. Who does it? Disney. Yeah, but they're getting rid of Actually, some... Actually, I think Disney pushes ads movies. But yeah. that's just because Disney never sold their vault. Disney was like, this is my vault. I'm keeping my movies. And it paid off. HBO. Why would Warner Brothers sell Batman v Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman of all out, films? They sell them out for six months contracts so that other people can see it. It's like for when it goes over to like stars or whatever. It's the same I, still exact... think it's a, I still think it's dumb. Avengers... Infinity War being stuck on Netflix until May, from November to May, and can't it could not premiere on Disney Plus because it was stuck over on Netflix about Black Panther. This is not the first trailer. No, service. no, 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 no. I understand. It's just I think other streamers are are cycling their stuff out better than this. They're 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 literally getting rid of their banner for DCU in a month. That's that's yes. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm just saying. I understand. You know, you know what the worst part about it is? They're cycling out DC films. What happened to their television? Are we not getting any of it? Mm. Wait, 
in their in, in their press release, they specifically said they're cycling out DC movies. They said nothing about television. So are we not getting any of the TV now? What do you mean? Be more specific on what television you want. Any of the animated stuff. That is on DC Universe. Which is a bunch of bullshit. You're not getting it until DC Universe is no longer a thing. I'm it sorry. It will never happen. God, I hope it happens. It won't. Please happen. Then it's stop watching free. Harley Quinn. It's going to sci-fi. I'm watching it for free. Well, no. No. Like $6.99 a month. But it's... It, punchline! Zach, do you know punchline is? Joker's new girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, glad. Good for you. Batman, Zach, I think we had a few. We, really? Well, then we had good old Miles here. But everything else pretty much stuck to our theme. Yeah, wow. Good for us. So, uh, Punchline, do, do, do you read the current the current runs? Jacob, I haven't been allowed to go to any of my comic shop because of what's going on. So do no. you have a Kindle? Kindle, yes. Do you have comic psychology on your Kindle? Do we have comicology? Get comicology. Okay. Okay. Glad we had that conversation. Yeah, I'm glad we did too. <laughs> so I read the I read the the issue. So Punchline comes in, and I just want to very quickly talk about Punchline here for a quick second. It's all you. That's good. That's good because I have, I have some thoughts, and I'm going to run them by you. Okay. So Punchline is I honestly don't really know since they don't exactly very much say what she is to Joker. Uh she's a Punchline to his joke. Uh, and that's what her name comes from, is that she's the punchline. Actually, plays really better organically in the comic when they actually. I hope it, it does because the does. way you said it just it hurts my soul. It, well, that's true. Her design looks really, really cool. I would look it up and show you guys, but uh, we're we're struggling as it is. So, <laughs> and her design looks really, really cool. I really enjoy punchline design. Um, her backstory was sloppy as hell. My Jesus wasn't bad, but overall, does she feel rushed? Oh my god, yeah. Does she? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Out of curiosity, does Harley know about this? Oh yeah. So um, she showed up in two different issues, and she'll be throughout the whole Joker War, which is the new big huge thing coming up. Read comics. So I'm gonna you're not reading comics. So. With the game program, boy. So, Joker had his 85th birthday. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is actually truly. But he has, or maybe if, it was either the 85th or 80th birthday. It was during quarantine, so we got to celebrate a little late. That's okay. It was. It late. makes sense it would be 80th because Batman's 80th was last year. So, then it makes 80th. sense. Yeah. Eight. It was There's one no of, way five, Joker's five years older than Batman. It'd be weird if he was. <laughs> It's also weird because he likes so, him sexually. So, so wait a minute. His birthday present from DC was a new girl? Well, that's a really weird way to put it. That, no, no, no. That, that's not true. So she originally didn't show up in the next issue of the Batman 52 or whatever that's running right now. Rebirth. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's Rebirth. I don't know. All I know is I fell out at the wedding issue because it was garbage. And then I found my way back to it. 
a few issues ago. Um, and now I'm continuing to read it because I think this arc is somewhat okay. And so she shows up with Joker and her and Harley get into a fight. It's really cool. They have a few bits and sires. I really like how Harley is very, like, she tells her that one day, because Harley is by herself, you know, they're broken up and stuff in the comics, is one day we'll have a sit, we'll have a drink and sit down and talk about all the damage that he'd done to both of us as girls. It was a very mature moment for Harley. Wow. And like, it, it's it, actually really cool. Yeah, it really opened up my heart. I was like, we I still love what to do with that character. I really, really, really do. It's great. It's very great. So, um, comics, by the way, I love what the comics are doing with Harley. Hey, the, uh, the TV show is doing well. Probably. And if you watched uh, Justice League Apocalypse War, Harley Quinn is a badass in that movie. Straight up. <laughs> and so um, they have a conversation there. And then, like I said, the 80th anniversary, which is 100 pages long. Fantastic. Um, there's some, like, you know, actual art in it. But there's also different, like, tiny mm-hmm. comics and stuff. Her backstory is a six-page tiny comic. Yes. I want to make sure you understand. A six-page tiny comic that she verbally... Show tells everybody everything that happened to her in her life, except showing because they didn't want to. I don't honestly know. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, a comic book. Uh-huh. You have to show what you want. Yeah, yep, yep. It's so what? It's just a bunch of black pages with writing on it. No, no. They're, they're, she's talking to somebody, but she just she tells them everything, and we don't get to see any of it. Just a whole entertainment. Like, I mean, it was like a six-page-long monologue. Like if you're looking for a monologue. Don't recommend. It was actually very bad writing. But it was there. Um, and so her origin's there as well. She's a college student and things like that. Um does Joker always go after the good ones? Oh, uh, she was um not exactly good to begin with. But that's punchline. I find her very interesting. It's very and she is a dark, um, darker hair. You know, she's dark hair, brown hair, that's the word I'm looking for. Whereas Almost black hair. You could honestly say it's probably black. Whereas um, Harley, Harley's blonde, and so maybe it's her her Veronica to her Betty. Oh, good. You're really going to compare Batman to Archie. Yes. Or there's also a few other comparisons which I really, really do enjoy, and they even have kind of like the bigger between the Archie comics, the original Archie comics, mm-hmm. on the new Archie mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and Betty and Veronica, they even bigger like Betty and Veronica, mm-hmm. and so I do believe there's underlying messages. And stuff in here. Interesting. Also, I think they maybe, possibly, I don't think it goes to Steve, but they could have went to Steve, that they possibly hint at Joker being gay in this comic. Um, he's been full-fledged gay in other, like, runs, uh, standalone. The uh, Lego Batman movie. Like, oh my god, that's the best part. Uh, Batman Returns. No. Dark Knight Returns? Dark Knight Returns. Very much, Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy when I th- I think of I think of any iteration of Joker. That's the only iteration that ever made sense to me in that version. That one like a Batman movie because they because they explain it really well. Oh, why it made sense? I yeah, it, made, it never made sense. No, you know, it made sense in those two iterations for him of why it made sense why he felt that way so much. Um, the other They're even kind of hinting at it in the Harley Quinn TV show, I see vibes of it as well. Yeah, I saw I saw the video of him in Arkham Asylum and him, him acting like the Heath Ledger Joker. He definitely gives off vibes of that kind of like route. he just he just really loves Batman like a lot. 
It would also explain why he's constantly going after him. It, it, it makes sense. But like I said, I don't really know if this comic is that deep. He shows up in a closet. Like he pokes his head out and stuff. And like it's almost like he's coming out of the closet. Like I said, it's very underlining. Um, but who knows? If you ever really, really want to learn that much more about that relationship between the two of them more intimately, I highly recommend. I know, I know it's like beating, beating a bad rug, but it's true. The Batman animated series, when you specifically Batman Beyond, they really dive deep into the whole Joker Batman relationship a little bit more deeper, and it's really fascinating. I would definitely do that. Batman the Killing Joke, not the movie, the comic, the comic. Also, another iteration where I did kind of get the vibe as well. But that's just because I think I see much more as Joker as a gay character than I do mm-hmm. as any other, which is probably why I get the vibe so often in several iterations of him. But honestly, what do you think about the Gotham version? No, no, no. I never really got that vibe. You didn't get that vibe from Monahan? No. I got it for a little bit with Bruce. No, I didn't really get that vibe. Different opinions. That's that's okay though. Um. So yeah, that's punch one. But uh, I now I want to bring this. We talk about killing joke. I kind of want to leave this to the audience. I always ask everybody when I when when that gets brought up. It's completely true. Do you think Batman killed Joker at the end of that book? I want to hear your thoughts on that. I've always said since the beginning of ever me reading that book for the first time, Batman did kill Joker, and he laughed at it because he finally got his final laugh at Joker. I thought it was. I thought that's always how it was because. That's one of the best endings with the two of them. I love that ending to death. Of them just sitting there laughing together, and you don't know what happened. And I love that to death. It's beautiful. I don't believe that he killed Joker. What do you think happened? I'm just curious. I believe because Batman, just like Joker, they both like the ride. They both like the you know to go down that journey. And yes, I would say Joker is a little bit more sadistic than normal. Um, In that one, you know, it's like with Rock with with Todd you know, Jason and stuff. I think these are moments where you could definitely, where if you would say, yeah, he did, mm-hmm. you know, I think these are the moments where you could be like, yeah, that's true. Ooh. But I personally think in this particular, you sense. know, in this particular sense, it's the same way. They both like chasing each other. And so he probably put them back in Arkham and yeah. That's another good one to, to reference people to go look at Batman and Joker relationships. Batman under the Red Hood. Very, 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 very good Joker story within that, too. Involving Jason and Batman. I think that's a really good one. Okay. Going to our last segment of the day. And what have we been watching? We know what you've been watching. We'll get to you in a minute. Because all you watch is the same thing, which is Arrowverse. Actually, I've not watched it. Oh. You shocked me. Um, I have been trying to catch up on certain things I haven't seen. And so I watched a couple of things here and now and again. But to be frank, this past week has been kind of crazy. And so really what I've been watching is uh, not much. I have watched some stuff, but stuff I've watched all the time. I haven't really watched anything different over the past couple of days. That might change tonight before I go to bed. I'm not sure yet, though. Um, well, what happened? We we have a new viewer, so what do you normally watch? Um, you for can, them to 
I did start a new cartoon uh, today because Netflix gracefully put out the first 130 episodes of One Piece on to Netflix. And I was like, I've never seen this show before. I've heard nothing but good things. And I've heard if you like the English stuff, you're going to like the show. So I gave, I gave the pilot a shot. And I have to tell you, um, it's not my thing. I, I enjoyed the comedy aspect of it. The violence in it's really interesting. But there are definitely anime that I really like, and there are anime that I don't like. And One Piece, unfortunately, is one of them I just didn't really get attached to. It's a lot like me with Naruto. I enjoy people like Naruto a lot, but it's just there's a lot to do. There's a lot to watch. And to me, i rather just watch like 50 and then move on. That's why I like Gundam so much. But that's basically it. I watched One Piece this morning before I went to work. All right, go through your plethora. So I watched Defending Jacob. Of course you did. We have two episodes left, which we're finishing either on Tuesday and or when I get home from work on Wednesday. I did watch a little bit of Arrow. I did watch a little bit of Flash, but I haven't watched it since I mm-hmm. we talked about it. Um, and then I have been watching Gilmore Girls to go to bed to and stuff. And so, like... I'm in season five now or something like that. Movie-wise, the only, I think the newest movie that I watched here recently was King of Staten Island, which was amazing. Um, highly, highly recommend. I would say you could probably wait until it drops down. Um, from what they said in the press release and stuff for it, um, it's only going to be unlimited, like $20 rental. So I'd say for like two weeks or so, it's probably going to be $20. And then they're going to drop it down, probably make it into a buying, you know, like a like a rental at a cheaper price. And I would say it's probably going to do really well when it does drop down. But for this particular moment and stuff, I don't – I it's good. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's worth paying $20 because there isn't no spectacle. You're not – you know, you're paying for a dramedy that's mm-hmm. very, very well done. But it is a dramedy at that. So, mm-hmm. you know, know what you pay for before you make the purchase. I have to say, this was a pretty chill show. Very chill. Also, relatively short. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, that's okay. And if you guys enjoyed it, do all the fun YouTube things. Mm-hmm. And all the fun podcast things. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys all next time. I would do the music, but I am tired. So we're going to sit here. And ponder. Ha <laughs> ha!